Hi guys, happy Sunday and welcome to episode 34 on Behind the Maker podcast. I'm your co-host Nicole at Reppin' My Hood and All Good Things, joined by Tiff at Night Carver Designs. And tonight we have a very artistic creator um, who's into video, photography, woodworking, and just art form in general, and that's Bao Loy from Bao Loy Design Craft. If you haven't yet caught his work on Instagram or YouTube, I think you're going to be very impressed. He's he's a, he's a master at skill and design and close-up photography and just everything he makes is just with a touch of intention and beautiful thought. And I think that's what you'll learn from um, Bao tonight and where he's came from and how he gets his good looks onto his woodworking. So enjoy tonight and make sure to check out Instagram, podcasts, YouTube, Patreon, and all iTunes and Spotify. Oh, cute family photo. Of course. His whole family's beautiful. I mean, when you look that good, you're going to have a cute family, right? Mm. (laughs) What's up, Bao? Can you hear us? Yes. I can hear you. Whoa. Hello, you're so professional. Gosh, <laughs> yes, look even at like you. focused in on him and the background's all blurred nicely. Look at the quality of your <laughs> freaking video. I feel so pixelated and like blue. It's <laughs> just the DSLR. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, how do you, how do you zoom on a DSLR? You could do that? Yeah, you can uh, connect it to your computer. And it'll act as a webcam. Just depends on the DSLR. I think Sony and Canon, you can do it. That's pretty cool. So you got Brilliant. one. Impressive. He's already Way to introduce tips. yourself. Already sharing tips. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Welcome to Behind the Maker podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming. I kind of have like a question I want to ask right away. Yeah, sure. Growing up, did people just go wow, wow, wow to you all the time? All the time. Okay, I had to do it. All the time. (laughs) It had to be. Ever since I was a kid. Uh, (laughs) Ah, great. Builds confidence. Most of my friends, they just call me Bow Easy. So I I like it. You can do so much with Bow. Bow Wow, yeah. Bow Wow. Yeah, I get it all the time. I was kind of doing it all day. I was like, we got bow, which you wow, wow, later. Yeah. <laughs> Bowlicious. I haven't got that yet. Oh. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> Stamp that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. How do you how do you pronounce your last name? Loy. Loy. Bow Loy. It's simple enough. It looks like what it is. Yeah, but it's a little bit hard for some people. So sometimes I get called Louis. Sometimes I get called, you know, um, Lee. I can imagine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my name is like just really bad for just people to pronounce and get right. So I don't really count on people getting it right the first time. That's how it was with my last name, like my maiden last name. People would just look at it and they'd be like, I'm like, it's just Buta. It's cool. They're like, Buta. Buta. I'm like, no, not Buta. Buta. But I got a, a nice answer. one. <laughs> <laughs> I think for oh the longest God. time, um, if this, like I think from kindergarten all the way to fourth grade, everybody just called me Bo, and I just thought that that's how you pronounced it. <laughs> but I knew that at home, like my parents would call me Bao or Bao, um, and I just thought that's how you know coming to America, that's how people pronounce it. So I was like Bo. All right, cool. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in Houston, Texas, uh, but I was born in Vietnam. Okay. So I came here when I was like one and a half. So yeah, I, I don't really know much about the homeland. Oh, yeah, that makes me sense. Does yeah. your family? family... Yeah. Oh, what was that? I was like, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping everybody cooks like really nice, authentic food still. Oh, but I, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, Vietnamese exactly. food. It's, it's really mm-hmm. good. I oh, can't yeah. get enough of it. I don't know if, if I can move away from our Chinatown. My wife, she wants to move like further out to the suburbs. Uh, but I'm like, that's 20 minutes away from Chinatown, maybe 30. And I'm like, you know, I, I got to live near near Chinatown and it's just good food there. And 
you know, 20 minutes is like living there. That's close enough. I mean, yeah, but in Houston, everything is like 30 minutes, you know, so it's just like crazy drive here and back there. So that's funny. What is what is that one thing? Um, it's like a Vietnamese like egg roll, but you like you put like the lettuce around it and then dip it in like the. Yeah, it's just egg roll. Oh my god, those yeah. are so good. It's good. I love it. They are delicious. The fresh spring roll, hot pot, all that deliciousness. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> now we're hungry. <laughs> you guys have to forgive me. I've been sick all week, so I have oh, a sore no. throat. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. What was that? Yeah. No, I was just say, is that why you're chugging the water? <laughs> yeah, like I've been like eating coughed up like Skittles pretty much all week. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Well, at least you're like, you know, taking stuff to help. Yeah, it's funny, like during this this COVID time, like I didn't even get sick. But now that it's like slowing down, I'm getting sick. It's just crazy. <laughs> It happened right during like allergy season and mm. I get like the worst reactions. So like, yeah. of course, like COVID's going rampant like last year, you know, and like I'm sitting here like coughing and sneezing and like that. people are just looking at me. I'm like, <laughs> allergies, <laughs> allergies. Do we need to put you so, in like, a bubble over there? <laughs> right, seriously, I know I did. I feel like I was like put in a bubble. Seriously, <laughs> just stay in the basement. Oh. Yeah, everybody's just looking at you if you cough. <laughs> yeah. You're a danger to everybody. Mm-hmm. Are you working from home right now? Yeah. Um, so pretty much I just run things myself. Um, I have my own architecture firm and it's just me. And um, pretty much just work from home ever since maybe two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, nice. two and a half years ago. So that's nice. Um, I was used to it. How long your have you had your own? Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. How long have you had your own firm? Like, is it something that you just kind of like started recently or you've had it for a while? So I, I, about three years ago, that's when I opened up um, doing things on my own. And uh, before that, I would do some moonlighting with the previous company I was with. Uh, I was with the uh, construction company. And that was during like Harvey time. So we had like a really bad storm down here, hurricane. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys were aware of that. Uh, oh, yeah. So there was a lot of homes that needed remodeling and, and you know, kind of um, repairs. So I did that for um, about six months or so while working at the construction company. And from there, I just, after that, I just opened up my own. Cool. Yeah. And you go into, like, some pretty awesome places. Like, I love when you go into, like, these massive mansions you went into something yes or not yesterday recently what well was that, that was the uh that was the picture from the client so the client oh. that i worked with i actually just did their staircase i didn't really do their design of the house or anything like that so they reached out to me and they said we're doing this grand staircase and we just need the white oak treads for this floating staircase and so i pretty much did that job and that pretty much took up the entire works you know garage um, it was like a 15, no, it was 13 and a half feet long landing um, wow. by 42 inches deep. And each tread was 42 inches wide, 12 inches deep. And there was a total That's of like big. 22 treads. Uh, so it was a pretty massive project. It took me about maybe four weeks, four and a half weeks-ish to get done. So super pretty. Yeah, they their house is amazing. I, I really want to go see their house. It's in San Antonio. I want you to, too. It's you like three and a half go. hours away. So uh, uh, maybe when they're done, I'll go and take some final shots and make a little vacation out of it and post on the stories or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. It's like those house tours you see on wow. YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you want to see really nice homes, usually in every city, there's a AIA home tour. It's the uh, American Institute of Architects. Hello. They would host home tours. Um, <laughs> Pretty much wherever there's a chapter in your city, you can go. And if you want to check out these really cool, you know, multi-million dollar homes and kind of get ideas for your own house if you want to, then yeah, it's it's a pretty cool thing to kind of visit. Super I'm just cool. dying on how cute she is right now because she is like, <laughs> I am gonna call these people and set up a tour. This is gonna be amazing. <laughs> I know you and your husband like to just go to open houses and stuff or like sneak into homes when they're being built. So it's so much fun. 
I yeah, love yeah. looking at that kind of stuff, especially the huge places. It's like, oh my God, this is fun. I know. Then you're like, yeah, I can't afford this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go back to my house and cry really quick. <laughs> so everything you make is like super modern too. I love that touch of yours where it's just like, um, and, and, and like you have this skill of, and everybody noticed it too, like not just your woodworking and your building, but your videography and your photography, your woodworking. You're a very talented man. Like, how did you get to be where you are today? Like, what interested you? What started it? You know, like, uh, I think I had that conversation with my wife the other day. Like, I think everything that I've done so far in life has gone to me to this place here. Um, and I don't know if it's coincidence or I don't know if, you know, if there's a hand of God in all of that. Um, but definitely everything that I've been doing has helped me to get where I am today in terms of my woodworking and content creating and everything like that. Um, but in terms of, I guess, the design side, uh, I could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I went to architecture school and honestly, um, architecture school was... I don't know, like when Asian people, Asian families, whenever, you know, their kids are born, they're usually born with either a septoscope or, you know, um, maybe a little balance because they're going to be a lawyer, either a lawyer, doctor, or, you know, something in that type of field. Um, but my parents, you know, they didn't really push me either way. Uh, it would be kind of a little bit. They wanted me to be a doctor and my mom actually wanted me to be a priest uh, and do that. Um, but I wanted to be an architect and I joined architecture school because I wanted to just build homes for the poor. And little did I know that's not the field that you want to go into because <laughs> architects, you know, you, you, we, we don't really build buildings. Uh, we just designed them. And I didn't know that. So I just still signed up for it. And I kind of fell in love with the design aspect of it and uh, just learning about different architects and different designs, uh, um, kind of, uh, yeah, just different design styles. And from there, um, after graduating, well, one thing that I really loved about design school or architecture school is that we had this really cool workshop, this workshop that pretty much had every single tool that you could think of. So we had CNC's, we had lasers, we had 3D printers, we had typical you know table saw typical woodworking stuff wow. we had welding stations we had like a spray booth That's so amazing. yeah I was anything ask you can... if that school was like very broad like did they have you take a like traditional arts structure as well with your architecture or was it more just mostly focused on design so it's really well my school they were really heavy on craftsmanship and the design so some school may be more focused on the engineering aspect so that you might take more technical uh, classes. Our school was about design and every single week we would have, at the end of the week, we call it pinups. And it was a chance for the professors to rip your project apart. Uh, <laughs> so you would wow. present your idea and the professor would tell you how crappy the idea was and you had to kind of redo everything and make it better for the next pinup. So it was very, it was brutal. School was very brutal. Like, I think our class um, in the beginning was about 1,500 kids. And graduating, I think, if I remember correctly, was like 200. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first year That's of architecture school, um, a lot of people dropped out after that. Like, it was brutal. Like, you would spend three days no sleep at all. Like, literally no sleep. Wow. Um, I remember some guys in my class, like they would be so tired and they're painting their part and they're, they're falling asleep on their desk. Um, yeah, it's, it was brutal. So they were very heavily focused on that art aspect, the design aspect, but we didn't have to take like um, an art class or anything like that, like painting or, or such. Uh, we did have art history. We did have that type of art class. Um, and then I took a photography class because it was an easy A <laughs> at that point. Like I was already doing the side business as a photographer. Um, so I was like, 
that's going to give me an easy, you know, 4.0 GPA and I'll just take it. <laughs> Dang. That's yeah. cool though. So you had a little bit of like the knowledge of your camera from that class. So it kind of, I'm sure it helps you now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, after graduating, um, I got my license as an architect. And one thing that I really miss that the field doesn't really uh, cultivate is a uh, is model building because everything's 3D now. You know, you're, you're presenting models, and you're presenting drawings and uh, scaled models on you know 3D uh, 3D models pretty much. Um, so we don't really build these small, tiny models that are really cute, and I just I love. I'm yeah, thinking they're, of they're like cute. 80s like movies, little... like when there's architects, they have these cute little models that are just yeah. awesome. Yeah. I yeah, love it, them. It, yeah. yeah, they were the fun. That was the most, I guess, the most fun I had in, in college, even though they're the most time-consuming and rigorous part. Um, but I really loved working with my hands. And I loved being in the shop. I loved working with different types of woods and, and chipboard and museum boards and all that stuff. So I really love that aspect. And when I went to uh, work for a firm, like you were just a, a cog in the machine, you know, like you, you're just at the computer eight hours a day. That's really it. Sometimes architects don't even go out to the field on the projects that they're part of, you know? So being on the field is something that I wanted to get more experience with. Um, so after I got my license at the, from working at the firm, I went to work with a construction company and I learned so much about the construction side of things that architects probably would never really understand if they're um, sitting behind a screen all day. Right. So from there, I just wanted to, I knew that I wanted to do more construction, do more stuff with my hands. And I went, that's when I went off on my own. Um, and all of that, you know, the, the school and, and working at the construction company, all that's really helped me with what I do now, which is, you know, kind of general contracting, I guess that's what you call it. Um, I don't strictly do furniture, even though a lot of stuff that I post is furniture. Um, I do, I don't post a lot of things that, you know, that I do uh, because it's not interesting. I don't think it's interesting. Um, I, 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 if I'm making a shelf, I don't think that's really interesting. So I won't post it. Uh, so, um, there's differently a different side of things that I don't really show. And, um, yeah. That's so beautiful. Those things just to have content. You actually want to make sure like what you're sharing is going to be interesting to people and you find it to be interesting. I got right. That. Because it makes sense. Your page is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Because I think that your, the way the marketing works now is, you know, you don't really need a website anymore to get client work mm -hmm. um they're on instagram and if they see that your work is on instagram they they see the type of work that you do and that's the type of clients that you're going to bring towards so i want to post a certain type of design so i can get more of that type of client smart uh, yeah. that makes sense yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah and super pretty what is okay so <clears throat> what is your favorite thing that the things that you post that you make like the ballet trays the coasters do you have like a favorite thing um i think posting more like the process i think that's oh. what i like to, to post or at least that's that's my favorite part is like showing the process showing what i'm doing and how i do it i think uh that's more interesting than posting a final image and I think, but the thing is, the final stuff gets more interaction. Mm. Like, it's, it's just weird. Um, like, I posted away. the tray the other day, and it's like, it gets so much more interaction than all the process stuff that I post. So maybe I'm just doing it wrong. <laughs> maybe I should I just think so. focus on finishing posts and everything like that. So. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody appreciates and loves those ones. But yeah, it's the wow factor when you see those final photos. I mean, of course, they're going to interact more because like you get to see that final piece that they've been watching, like the buildup. Right. You know, you're right. showing all these little pieces. They're like, they're getting excited. And then oh, there it is. And, you know, that's yeah, how I yeah. feel like the reactions are. Yeah. And it's sometimes that um, I don't think it would be a really quality post, like especially the final picture of the tray that I post the other day. But 
yeah i the internet's just weird instagram is just weird i i i don't try to figure it out anymore <laughs> yeah well, there's yeah I'm always impressed, always. And like your YouTube videos too. Like they just, you're just dreamy. Who is it that has like the crush on you? Let's like call her out. I mean, made, Emmy made. No, that's uh, Lewis. Made? That's Lewis. What? Oh, that's Lewis? That's Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a chick. Yeah, Lewis is, uh, he, he came down um, from his road trip like i think february march or something like that and it was a fun time he's uh doing this thing with uh his van he's kind of um making it this travel van so that's a pretty cool process that they're working on but yeah they're, they're pretty cool the what's the company cool. name uh i mean made that's their I'm instagram made. tag i m e e underscore made, made. yep yeah, well, yeah, Lewis, Lewis commented about your good looks and your YouTube. <laughs> hey, he's just too much. <laughs> that's that's funny. It makes it even better now. <laughs> yep, what, yep. What's your um what's your your YouTube experience like since you like to do all the process videos? Do you like to like see the interaction there versus Instagram or yeah, I think um the more I get into the content creating side of things, um, I'm slowly less focused on Instagram. Um, so pretty much, I, I wouldn't say that all of my content that I'm making is for YouTube. I do make occasionally, you know, a couple of content pieces for Instagram, but it's not like super, uh, it's not super interesting or you know, like that. If I'll do like a, a really close up of a bit, you know, as I'm finishing off the tray or something like that, then I'll do that for Instagram. But a lot of the process stuff that you see, it's all from the YouTube video that I'm making. I just chop it up into like segments and post it on there because it's, it's a lot of time, the way that I shoot things and the way that I build the content. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, the way that I record things, it just takes too much time for me to like do it for Instagram and then do it for, for YouTube as well. So yeah, like some of the stuff that I do for Instagram, I, I think I'm the only one that actually uses their DSLR to record vertically. So I would turn it, uh, you know, vertical so I can get the most uh, quality out of the picture as possible. Awesome. So I do, I do just crazy different things that makes it difficult later for me. <laughs> Always above and beyond. I love it. It's that extra effort. <laughs> you can see it too. Like it clearly is showing on your page. Like the photos are ridiculous. No, baby. And I think like three out of four people, like everything was all about your photos, just how much they loved them. And just the close, <laughs> I have, I've called you the close up king before because like, seriously though, like I'm just sitting here staring at a bit and I'm like, how did you get it so crisp and clear? And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's awesome. Well, I'll cover that in the next YouTube video. I'm actually just scripting on uh, kind of like the gear. Cause I often get asked, you know, what, what I'm, what am I using to do create my content and, record and things like that so hopefully this video will address every single question everybody asks about the gear stuff so that would be you cool like check that video out if they have a question yeah exactly <laughs> on youtube that go way. subscribe now i appreciate that <laughs> i subscribe awesome yes i love watching sweet your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so i mean on the topic of like photography so i um do professional wedding photography as on the weekends, you know, whenever I get booked or whatever. Uh, I've been doing that for about going on eight years now. Um, so it's been a while. And yeah, just being able to accumulate all the gear has definitely helped me. Uh, I'm not well, saying that people should go out there and buy gear to create content. You don't need to. You can just use your iPhone and that's perfectly fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so all of this has been just accumulated over like seven years, eight, eight years of work and yeah. That's awesome though, because having that side business gave you that excuse to keep upgrading your gear. So, right, right. You kind of just, well done, it, sir. Yeah. Like I honestly just took all the money that I made from weddings and kind of invested in all the gear that I got now. So. Oh, cool. It's like you said, like everything that you've done, like led up to like where you are now, like it's right, right. got you where you are. 
Yeah. What What have you seen that's like shifted and changed in eight years in the wedding industry? I'm curious to know that. Um. So there's, it's definitely been more elaborate. Like the prices of weddings have gotten like exponentially higher. Um, like in Houston, I think when, when I first started weddings, getting a photographer maybe cost you like 1500 bucks to get a really good one. Now it's like 4,500 bucks to get a really good photographer for your wedding. Damn. Yeah. And in LA, like East coast, West coast, you guys are paying a lot more, like almost $10,000 to get like a really good wedding photographer. Um, so a lot of that it's, it's slowly kind of shifting. Mine was like two grand actually. I'm trying to think I spent a lot, but I wanted a certain, I wanted a certain look for the photos. I did. The photographer is important. Yeah, it is really important. And I, I honestly tell my clients, like, if you are going to spend $5,500 on a videographer, uh, which that's the average here in, in Houston, um, how often are you going to look at your, your wedding video? Um, I didn't do, I didn't hire wedding videographers specifically for that reason. Like we're not going to watch our wedding videos, like probably once that's it, or you're spending like 5,500 bucks for that. So I would rather, you know, pay a photographer to buy a really, make a really nice wedding album that you can kind of have on your coffee table or uh, get more prints and things like that. So but well, we saw your picture of you and your wife and your son when you had your like yes I heard intro. that yeah. <laughs> oh you like, heard that I was like where's the, where's the button like where's like the button I was trying to unmute myself we're so I bad I can, I can hear everything they're saying oh, when people when people are like entering the room and we never know if they're actually like sitting in the chair because like their their photo isn't showing yeah or their visual so we yeah, just yeah. love to keep bullshitting just just in case they can hear just in case. <laughs> You do have a beautiful family. Thank you. Thank you. How old is your son? Uh, he's going to be two in August. So he's oh. kind of like a little bit terrible twos already. So a little whiny, a little a bit fun, clingy. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun times right now. So handfuls. handfuls yeah, he's right always, now. he's clinging to mommy though. So oh, he's a mama's oh, boy. Yes. Yep. They tend to do that, yeah. Oh my, it is just something about that boy, yeah. How'd you meet your wife? Yeah. Huh? How did you meet your wife? Um, so I met her at church, um, and she actually went to the same high school as I did, except at that time I was a senior and she was a freshman. Um, so we crossed paths, crossed paths in the past before, but we never really talk to each other uh, until she kind of helped out at our church and I was helping out of our church for you know for a while and after we you know kind of um, talked started talking and from there it just just led to um, where we're now so awesome yeah that's nice though to meet somebody where you guys both like enjoy what you're doing and helping out so you already know it's like a good person you know what I mean right 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 like they're volunteering so, their time to do this too. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been married for, we've been newly, newly married about like two years or so. So like, I feel so bad. I don't remember. Oh no. <laughs> you, know the you can cut this part off. Just cut, just <laughs> cut, it, cut it right there. Let's see. It's uh, it's eight twenty nine. Just gonna log that in. Uh, edit that out. So it's good thing it's not live. It's not live. So yeah. Oh my god! Do you ever make your wife anything? Um, she is like super more minimalist than I am. So she prefers me not to make anything, <laughs> even though I want to. Like, oh, you need a new cutting board? I'll make you a new cutting board. She's like, no. So yeah. <laughs> So the, the first project that I did for her was when I asked her out, uh, asked her to marry me. Um, and that's kind of like the reason why I got the table saw the very first uh, table saw for the garage. And so I, I made all these frames. And um, when she graduated high school, I gave her the Dr. Seuss books. Um, oh, the places you'll go. I don't know if you guys read that. Yes. But it's kind of like this oh, yeah. journey and, and like. It talks about all oh, oh, the places that you'll go in the future and where you're going to be. 
Um, so I thought it was like a pretty cool book for a graduation gift, you know, like you're in this new journey now, you're going to this new place. So I highlighted on that theme for our engagement uh, for asking her out. So um, in the beginning was like the places that we've been, which is our childhood, uh, I had like photos, I had these picture frames made of photos of her as a her baby um, growing up in, in her family. And then on the other side was my, you know, childhood, my pictures of family. And then uh, in the center of all that frames was a little note that I asked her um, to go out with me to be my girlfriend. So, wow. Yeah. So I had the note in, in the center of all that. And so that was kind of like where we've been. And then the next kind of area was um, um, where we are. So pictures of us in our dating lives, places that we travel to. And then at the very end, as she was walking through, the very end was um, the place, all the places or, um, yeah, all the, or the places that would go, all the places that would go. So the title of the book, and it was a map of like areas that we've been in the U.S. and we kind of like want to travel more. So that map will eventually get filled with pictures and everything like that. So um, cool. So that was like my first project on the table saw that I purchased. And yeah, all that just... It's gone. What? <laughs> it's gone. What? <laughs> you want to keep, keep all of this right, for the house? He's like, eh. <laughs> I thought I was like, not like, I don't get attached to things, but she takes it to another level. I think like, I probably yeah, would have yeah. kept that, you know? I mean, Savage, I mean she's, yeah. she's very sentimental in like different ways, you know? Um, but like, just keeping things and collecting things i yeah she's not she's not about that life so i'm just gonna go ahead and mark down 832 <laughs> just gonna save your marriage today he said yes there. Yeah. <laughs> she kept him around that's all that matters right yeah, that's all that matters. minimalist <laughs> yeah so yeah like like i i've been more minimalist you know like kind of picking up a little bit aspects of uh, minimalism from her. So I've been getting rid of a lot of my books that I don't have anymore. And she's just like, that's all. Like, that's all you're giving away like 10 books. Like, that's all. Like, I want my other books, you know, like these books are nice. I want them, you know, but she's like, that's it. Just 10 books. So. You're like, please don't go into the garage, honey. Those things are staying there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I told her, yeah, the garage is mine. Okay. Like once you pass that threshold, that's my world. <laughs> you can't be a minimalist when you have a shop. You need like everything that you can get. Oh man. Yeah. I need oh. all the space and all the stuff, tools that I can get. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Katie at Freeman Furnishings wanted to know what your favorite tool was. Do you have a favorite tool? Um, that's a hard one. I'm going to say the, probably the bandsaw. Oh. I like the bandsaw. Why? You do a lot of design. Yeah. yeah. You, you can do a lot of stuff with the bandsaw. Um, you could rip boards. You could resaw boards. You, I mean, of course, it's, it's pretty small. You don't have much capacity, but um, you could definitely do a lot of bandsaw curves. Mm. A lot of like shaping and, and, uh, safer than doing on the table saw you could like shape these geometrical planters uh, that i've done in the past um so you could definitely do a lot of bandsaw i think that'd be my favorite one that's cool i say i see people cut out like table legs and stuff on them and whatnot yeah. too so yeah it's it's a versatile tool i yeah. can see that i thought you were going to say like your router because i'm always seeing you using a router so. <laughs> you are a master at that it's pretty pretty good too uh, it was a uh, tough uh, it was either between the bandsaw or the CNC. Um, and if I did have a laser, I would probably choose a laser because I really miss using the laser. We use the laser a lot in, in college. Like, what did you use it for? Um, so if we didn't have time to do our models, we would kind of cheat and just, you know, build it on the laser. So all the parts would be just cut on the laser and we just put it together. Um, and then there's certain like very complicated parts that you can't really cut by hand. So you kind of have to use the laser for it. Like 
you can score chipboard with a laser and then bend the chipboard a certain way to get a different shape. You know, so the laser is, is probably, if I did have one, I'll probably say the laser, but uh, yeah, kind of miss using it. <laughs> yeah, you have a, a nice shop for now. And when you add a laser, I could see you adding a laser and just like upping everything. I didn't even know. These are so endless with the laser. Yeah. You do so much with it. It's amazing. I know. I know. I do like that about lasers. Yeah. We, we use it a lot for uh, topographic mappings and creating site plans. So if you can imagine like a hill, it's made of like different layers, right? Of the elevation. So we would cut every single layer on the, uh, the laser and we'll stack it up. And then that would be like so our that, base. That's awesome. Yeah, so that would be our base for the model. And we just build a model on top of that. Or that's we would cool. use a CNC if we wanted to as well. So yeah, those two together like work really nice together. It's a good marriage. CNC and laser. What tools are you gonna get? Is like the best thing ever. I, I really want a laser as well. I, can, I just can't imagine how much more I can get done. Yeah. Like I'm doing um, small little logo stuff, like inlays with epoxy. And I'm like, I just dread doing it. Even though I offer it as something that uh, is a customized item on the website, I kind of just want to take it off, but it's just, it's just too easy to do. And I think with the laser, it's going to be super, even super easier. Because right now I got to mix the epoxy, fill it in, let it dry, and then the next day, maybe come back and kind of like clean it off a little bit with with the CNC, um, just to get everything you know flush and every and get all the oh the I guess the, was it the excess epoxy cleaned up. So it's taking a little bit more time, and if yeah, laser you just laser engrave it and call it a day. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, just be done. There's benefits to both, but are you getting a laser? Is this what we're yeah. hearing? That like the next purchase? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I talked to uh, um, I talked to Nicole you you a little bit about it, uh, like maybe last year. Talked about what laser you got, and I checked the price. And I'm like, whoa, gosh! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my stomach! I didn't expect that. <laughs> They're not all like that though. I know, I know. I saw the um um. I think Ohm Tech, OM. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen that called. one. It's like it's pretty, pretty, you know, reasonably priced. It's like five thousand dollars for a good size bed and everything like that. Yeah. Um. So maybe I just don't know how how robust it will be. If if I'm spending like five thousand dollars on it, then I want it to like work really well. Like I don't want to have time to like tinker and fix something because that's not me. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you just want it to work. I get exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but it's pretty cheap. I think it's Ben Myers that has that. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at lasers too. He knows so much. He's the one that did the uh, pizza, right? Yeah. No, wait. The pizza? And the penny. Quarter. He did his face on a quarter, I think. Quarter, okay. yeah. He probably he probably cut a pizza with it too. I don't know. I think he did. I, I think you know me from a YouTube pizza video or something. I think that was him. Yeah. I think he did the, did the pizza. Yeah. So I asked you once a long time ago too, like about your logo. Do you want to talk about that? I, cause I like that. Like the thought that you put behind it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in a very religious household. My parents are religious and I guess that has that religious side of things definitely um, I guess plays a big role in my life so my logo is um, it's, it's supposed to resemble or the, the word the word design craft goes back to the idea that God is the ultimate designer and he has crafted each one of us in a very perfect way. And the whole point of design craft is hopefully I can show that craftsmanship and that level of design in the work that I do and everything I do, how, how I deal with people, how I deal with 
clients, how I deal with my projects. Like it should be intentional. It should be very well thought out and it should be done with a level of care that, you know, God has, has um, created each one of us. Right. So that's, that's kind of like where the, the, um, the name came from design craft and the logo itself is just the Trinity um, with the, the idea of the uh, tree as then the original place of Eden where everything was perfect. So kind of hearkening back to, to that level of perfectionism and where things were just, um, just beautiful. So hopefully in my business and how I, I deal with people, I can also uh, kind of bring that across as well. So intentional, so thought out mm-hmm. and simple too. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's and it all just from shows that it worked too. Like architecture school has drilled <laughs> into my mind. Like you have to do everything with intention. Like everything, like the stroke of your pencil needs to be well thought out. It has to be done with care. It has to be done with a level of precision. And yeah, it it's um, definitely shaped me as a human being and and my work. Um, to a point where it's kind of gotten a little bit too overwhelming. And I don't know if it's overwhelming is a good word for it, but it's, it's a little bit too much because like, I think perfectionism could be a bad thing. And I think I suffer a lot from that perfectionist um, mentality where it's like, if it's not perfect, if I can't think in my mind and, and make it perfect, I won't do it. And that mentality definitely makes me lose off lose out on opportunities right yeah um and i'm kind of dealing that with that right now and with this living room project it's like i gotta think about all the details before i even get started i'm already started but like i kind of withdraw myself in my mind to that that uh, level of perfectionism where i'm like i just gotta do it you know like you just gotta stop thinking about about everything being perfect. And it's kind of like this process. You got to just figure out what you're doing sometimes and um, not focus too much on the plan. You know? Why can't you just be perfect being perfect? (laughs) So much to ask. (laughs) I could totally see though, like how that would hold you back on something and, or like, make you spend too much time on a project. I'm sure that probably happens to you too, where you just can't get like a cup exactly how you want it and it must drive you mad. Yeah. But then the outcome is amazing. Yeah. And the thing is like, it's, it's great that you have this high standard for yourself. And I think everybody should, you should have Mm -hmm. a high standard for your craftsmanship and your design. Um, But the reality is sometimes a client may not, really see those imperfections that you may think as imperfections right they might think it's like oh my gosh it's like the most beautiful thing in the world um just like this the past uh toy shelf that i made like i was not happy with it like i didn't think it was good i felt like i could have been better at it in terms of of how things were placed or connected together um but the client like she absolutely loved it and she's she it was just like what really (laughs) so it's definitely definitely like perfectionism has a really big um role in i guess how i look at myself and how i look at my work and it could be a good and bad thing you know um so i'm definitely trying my best to balance it out because with perfectionism perfectionism um it does come with anxieties. It does come with like, you know, a, a lot of yeah. the, the um, I guess, fear and all that that you have that comes with it. You know, like when you guys told me you wanted me to be on your podcast, it was in February. Like the next day, I was so anxious. I was like, <laughs> I I don't have every anything ready for the this this podcast. Like, what am I going to? I didn't have a webcam. I did. I, I had nothing. So like. For the the whole, honestly, like for the whole week, I was probably dealing with like this nervousness about being on a podcast. And it was like, just, it was just silly. You know, now that I look at it and yeah, yeah, it it definitely, it definitely does has, have it has its toll on me, you know? So 
definitely uh, just speaking, you know, frankly about your mindset on it is so no, that's great. Perfect though. Yeah. Like it's just this like acceptance and recognition. Yeah. 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 You know, you're battling with it. What was that? I said that you're completely aware that you're battling with it. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to overcome it, but it's also something that's ingrained in you. Like that's your vision. You want it to be perfect. So I, I get right, it. Like, right. yeah. yeah it's and then a like the, the, the hard part is like, if it doesn't turn out perfect and you're like, you're just beating yourself up because it's not perfect. Even though like, yeah. you know, it's probably the most beautiful thing that anybody created, anybody can create, you know, you're just, just beating yourself up. So um, I think one good, podcast or one good um i guess youtube channel that i follow and i've been kind of watching uh religiously is the future um it's with chris doe i don't know if you oh i know chris doe i like chris yeah he, he um he runs the youtube show or the youtube channel uh, the future future is uh if f-u-t-u-r without the e um and he does a lot of, he's a really big marketing guy, but he does a lot of these um, sessions where he talks about how, how you can look past the perfectionism, how you can just go and move forward from all these anxieties that a lot, oftentimes creators and, and those who are artistic, they, you might deal with, you know, as, um, let's, I mean, let's face it, like, I think with, with, artistic creative people we're usually our own you know worst enemy in that aspect um so his his youtube channel is really great if, if any of you guys are Check listening out, yeah. and you need yeah. a place to look at to like definitely recommend it super cool thank you even marketing like he's like a marketing master oh, yeah like, that's why i follow him is for the marketing yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's if you want a good motivational monday Gary V and Chris Doe, like just play them in your ear. It, it'll it'll get you through the week. It's amazing. What's the living room project that you have anxiety about? Um, and again, it's stupid. Like, <laughs> it's it's really stupid. Like, it's it's just will will the panels be level? Will the panels look right? Um. Will all the lines be perfectly evenly spaced? Like very minor things that I care about. But uh, if you no, they would to... drive me nuts if they weren't perfectly spaced. Right, like, don't exactly. be you making though. I but get that. Not, not everybody will notice it. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. very small details that it matters to you and me, uh, the person who's creating it. But um, everybody else, they'll be like, oh my gosh, this living room is amazing. You know? Yeah. And you're doing your living room? Yeah, my living room. Cool. And you're doing- It's been on like, the back burner for like a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's good that it's getting done. It'll make it a nice- It is, but, it, and I'm not trying to complain or, you know, um, saying, saying that a lot of client work is coming in is a bad thing, but it's definitely been slowing the progress down. So I wish hard that- to focus on things for yourself. Exactly. And all your house projects usually get placed on the back burner. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. That's so, cool. I'm hoping that within the next couple of weeks, I always say the next couple of weeks, but it usually ends up being like a month or two before it gets done. <laughs> That's cool. I look forward to it. I liked your wall that you did. For my son's room. For your son's room. I knew it was for your, yeah. your son's room. Yes. That yeah. was pretty. That was really pretty. That Who very did, simple like project took like a month. <laughs> That's... That's how things get done here at the Loy household. <laughs> things just it. get placed, you know, in the back burner and eventually we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's very relatable. I mean, you have a job that you're doing every day. You know, you have your own business. You do wedding photography. You, you have, have a family. family you know, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. The house usually does go in the back burner until it can't be anymore, until it's become a problem. Usually that's, at least that happens here. It's like, right, all right. right, I guess I gotta attend to that now. Start breaking some tile. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny. Get, like, uh, I have somebody to come and do it because my husband's doing grout right now, and he keeps going down the stairs, going. <laughs> I mean, at least he's whistling while he works. But I'm just like, hold on, mute. 
Hey, I, that's, that's what I was doing before I came down too. We were doing grout earlier and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I gotta go get changed. Bye. Yeah. I didn't even think of muting. I just think that's very smart. I was like, Oh, <laughs> literally like he's like doosh, doosh, doosh. but i can totally relate to you though with like staring at pieces and being upset about it like it not being perfect i was literally just staring at this batman and i'm like when did it get a little knock in it like this is like a little tiny dent and i'm like i didn't drop it i didn't bang it into anything i'm like oh, it must have been there the whole time and i just noticed it now and i'm like so upset that i just noticed it now because it's like done <laughs> But yeah, like that'll drive me nuts. But like yeah. people will be like, oh, it's so great. But I'm like, yeah, but there's that little spot. Right. Don't you see it? <laughs> right. And it's just, so it that. just annoys you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That it's out there in the world like that. Right. <laughs> I like it. I like your, I like your perfectionism. I'm sorry that you suffer. <laughs> it looks really nice. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, let me make sure that there was no other questions that we, your awesome videos. Well, everybody needs to just stay tuned and watch your damn awesome video and subscribe to your awesome channel to watch how you make awesome videos. Yeah, yeah. that's in the works. So I'm doing the script on that. And um, currently right now I have like maybe the living room project that I'm working on the video for. Um, it's not done construction wise, but I have some content that I can get out there. And I got this coffee table that I'm doing with self-made. Um, they sell like these brackets that you could simply just buy like a one by four or one by six uh, pre-finished, you know, like oak board or something like that from Home Depot. And all you got to do is just connect the brackets together with the screw nice. and the wood and that's it. So there's just like one tool, connect the brackets together. That's pretty much it. So I'm working on that. And um there's going to be two videos and then the um, content creating video. So I'm doing a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I bite myself in the butt. Just trying to tell myself to do so much or make myself. How long does it take you to make a video usually? Like after all of your shots are done, like how long does it take you to edit what you put out? Um, so I would say like my video work. I mean, I know you guys say that it's great. And honestly when i look at ricky yeah, your mediocre video work how do you do that well, again? <laughs> don't put it that, that way bullshit that you post out there <laughs> no, I, just feel, I just feel bad but like when i when i look at like ricky when i look at like andrew like those guys like that is video masterpiece right you know you're up there with them right I, that's I how i was feeling too like, your name goes right there with them like their <laughs> editing is is so good like i'm just sticking my camera there you know so i feel like it's it's just my camera at that point it's not like an editing style or anything like that so i'm still working on the editing style and like color color grading and things like that um and it goes back to like how i shoot things i shoot things in a um, they call it a log format which is like a uncompressed uh, version of um, I don't know, like MP4, something like that. Uh, it's just, it just has a lot more data and you can like color co correct it in post. So it that's does cool. take me a little while um, to do everything. And that's not including like cutting all the clips up and making it tell a certain story. Uh, your files so, must be huge, I assume. What was that? So your files must be huge, I assume. Yes, it is. Yeah, very, if you're very big. If you're getting it so you can do all that editing to it. Yeah, you must be burning through like hard drives. Yeah, and I am a digital hoarder too. Like I don't throw away any digital files. Like oh my god, and with the wedding photography, don't let your wife know. <laughs> yeah, how many hard drives do you have? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. She's gonna say, "Do you really need this? Do you really need it?" Okay. This so is 2002. <laughs> <laughs> there's the cloud just use the cloud um but yeah i have a lot of hard drives um i i would i think i have like 60 terabytes worth of like data just sounds about right um wow. here i mean i haven't used it all but i have it there um but yeah it's definitely a lot of of data 
to hold on to. Because <laughs> it's like it's like you don't know what's going to happen next with the the social media world, right? So it's like you have YouTube that monetizes, and now they're doing TikTok that's monetizing, but the format is different, right? So um, with TikTok, it's vertical. With YouTube, it's horizontal. And then you have YouTube Reels. And then now you have Facebook that's monetizing. So Facebook has a different format. So you don't want to like throw away all of your content, your original data. Um, well, at least for me, like I don't throw it away. No, you like, want to keep that. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of guys who they just edit the final and I'm trying to do that more now is to process the entire video, then export as a final just full cut. And then use that later on to chop things up to different formats and whatever. Um, so I'm slowly working to minimalize that aspect of my life too. <laughs> oh, she would be proud. Put that I in there. I know. Yeah, we won't edit that my, out. We'll keep that. my back there. right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So lots of, of data. Lots of data. I can imagine. Especially with you. I'm just thinking of your computer issues, Nicole. So bad for you. It's all right. It's a learning process as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're looking for the, I think you said that you were looking for like a new computer or something like that. Mm-hmm. You had some issues with it. But uh, Apple's new M1 chip for like their products, it's like really good. Uh, it, it could edit really hard um, to edit uh videos so it's definitely something you should look into you don't i don't know how to speak apple. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't like apple i've i've tried it back when like the computers were different colors oh, on okay. the back and i tried the ipod and iphone and i mean i'm still doing pc so i went from apple back to pc so. i like pc yeah. i'm mac all the way pc for work but that's just because i have to yeah. i hear that apple's really great though Really great. Yeah. I prefer PC because it's better. Well, the CAD software on there, it's a little more stable. Um, I used well, to run your needs. What was that? It makes sense then you need that for your, you know, your business. Like yeah. yeah. So I used to do a lot of CAD work on on Mac, but it would just be crashing. It was very unstable. And eventually I just did boot camp, you know, run the PC side of things on the Mac. And I was like, might as well just stick with PC. So kind of just went back to PC. Huzzah. One for the team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no more. <laughs> so how is the, um, the shipping container business going? Oh, thanks. Um, uh, it seems to be moving now um, that we're getting like walls um, and then... Um, floors and doors still waiting on that. I've been waiting for walls for like six weeks. The dude told me it would be like mine in six weeks, but it was all supposed to be mine like last summer. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but I don't know. When it opens, it'll freaking open. So I'm um, I'm actually now without having my computer for a week, um, I'm gonna try to like shift more things of like stuff that I can't do, like the apparel, um, ordering the shelves, um, trying to do a website, really gotta do a website. And so, (laughs) So is it like a, um, I guess it's an apparel store? No, um, really little apparel. It's mostly gifts. Like, so um, um, I'm doing a wholesale resale stuff, like candles, um, Mm -hmm. pillows, stuff like I can't make. And then stuff I do make, I'll put in there too. And then apparel. So how did that entire, how long did that entire process take from like you getting the container or that development of the idea to kind of where you're at now? Oh, uh, well, when I got the container, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Like I figured it would be like gifts or something just because that's what I've been doing the last like couple of years with the laser. But I was like, they were like, well, what's the name? I'm like, repping my hood. And like, (laughs) I actually had to have them change it on the lease because I was like, please don't have repping my hood on the lease. And so, yeah, that I, once I figured out it was like all good things that was like, I don't know, within a couple of weeks or months I don't know it was right when the pandemic hit too so but it like it's all kind of transpired into 
growing into what it is, but I didn't know what it was when I saw it. Oh, okay. it was so you just decided one day to buy a shipping container? Well, it was, um, there's a developer that bought like this whole development, like this whole plot of land. He bought like this mall that has like Ross and TJ Maxx and a movie theater. And so like, he's been redoing all that. And then with this land, he bought a whole bunch of the shipping containers and there was like, um, you know, just some units available. And it was like one of those things that's like, I'm going to regret it if I don't do it. So. Yeah. It's pretty cool that you chose a shipping container to do it. Oh, it's so cool. I love it. I, and yeah. we've seen like so much more pop up like other places with like, you know, that shipping container park in Vegas and it's just there's, modern. Um, in Austin, there's bars. With the shipping bars. So yeah. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think uh, they might open a bar here that ship it has like pretty much made out of shipping containers. Uh, so it's a pretty cool concept. I, I first saw that concept in, what was that? You can see like houses getting built yeah. out of them. That's mm -hmm. too, like, it's like a new movement too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think a architect in Dallas did his entire home using uh, like seven shipping containers. That's cool. Did he stand any up? I like when they do that. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> no. That'd be pretty cool though. I've seen those. And it's like, and then they do like a, like a huge window, like glass, like that hallway. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. yeah, there's some cool stuff. I mean, but I don't know like how, as opposed to like a house, if it's like any different, like with building or even like the cost, I wonder, I don't know the difference. You're not, you're probably not going to save up that much on costs. Because That's what I was with, thinking, yeah. With shipping container, once you put a hole into the sidewalls, uh, it's structurally not stable anymore. So you have to go back in and reinforce it with metal. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, they, they thought of the idea of affordable housing using shipping containers, but the reality is it's not going to be any more affordable because you have to go back in with all more, with some more metal to, to um, reinforce the entire thing. So it's like, it, it's, it's nice. It's a nice idea. And I thought of that idea in college as well. Um, cool. But the reality is it's not going to be any more affordable than your traditional stick built house. Yeah. Because you still have to do all the electrical and plumbing and everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You may just get the shape. That's it. You like yeah. the shape. Yeah. That'd be cool. I guess somebody could like build the shape too. Or What do your signs come in? I'm curious about that too for your uh, container. Oh, from Stevenson Creative. We yeah. were just chatting this week and he's going to be shipping them. I think he has to finish the heart one. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but he's going to be shipping them soon. I told him that I don't know when my store is going to open, but to just go ahead and ship them. And then like, if they arrive before my store opens, it'll just put them back here. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of that like months ago. <laughs> I was like, it's, oh, you uh, hold on to them. These <laughs> LED signs are like freaking amazing. Oh, I know. I like, know. I just don't know how he does it. It's huh. so clean. So clean. It looks, like, it looks like just the LED is just stuck onto that plastic plexiglass mm -hmm. it's like it's so clean it's amazing and his tiktok yeah. is good I was too. Gonna say, look, now we're going to talk about his tiktok because we have to because his tiktok game is on point man it's nice. so on point i'm like oh that's his you could just know like when it's come i don't go on tiktok often but yeah he, he is a master at it now now we're just going to talk about past guests because they're all amazing <laughs> Yeah, and what you guys are doing with the podcast and this kind of platform is pretty cool. Like, I, I'm i not the best at engaging with, you know, other people on Instagram, but, like, this platform has allowed me to um, see other content creators that I probably have never heard of. And it's pretty cool that, you know, we, we can, um, I guess, have more... I don't know, more, you know, more availability of people to follow that you would never really follow, right? Yeah, more um, exposure to people that, you, yeah, you would never ever see without. Right, them. right. So you, a lot of people that I follow now are some of the people that have been on the, the show. It's like, oh, I never knew that that person existed. It's a cool way to get to know people for sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, our, our world keeps expanding for sure. Absolutely. And We've got some great people lined up trying to, um, you know, get out 
not get out of the woodworking area, but like to expand from that so people can get exposed to other artists and makers that do different things. So that's going to yeah, be that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for hanging out with yeah. us tonight, Val. Sure. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome. And seriously, like beautiful video. I just, you're <laughs> glowing, Sarah. You're glowing. I know. <laughs> so perfect. Uh, <laughs> perfectionism right here so it's, it's yeah not, exactly it's work right now <laughs> listen you came in and you suppressed us right away <laughs> wow have a beautiful great work night. yeah have a great night enjoy your family thanks for coming and hanging out with us all right you too guys appreciate it Bye. Been fun. Bye. See you. have a good night though